0: Hey guys, welcome into the Thinking Truth podcast. Mark Schlerth alongside Mike Evans, Scott the Huff helping out as well as Millennial Ben. I want to thank our presenting sponsor the great folks over at Superbook for all your sports gambling your uh needs over there. I mean Superbook, superbook.com. Check them out. Uh, America's best bet that's Superbook. Mike, how are you, buddy? I am good. I'm uh I have to admit, can I be honest here, mhm. You know, when you when you talked about Aaron Rodgers, on draft night potentially being traded maybe even to the Denver Broncos I was like wow but yeah now I'm hearing some some rumblings that maybe you know Rodgers is waffling a little bit and he might be open to reconciliation with the the Packers so what's going on you're yeah. my Rodgers source man yeah well that's a that's a I don't know what's going on that's a great question um you know it's it's always funny cuz when you when when something so when somebody calls you or text you that you have a lot of faith in, and that has that has hasn't been wrong, you know, in, in in the things that you talk about, like one, I'm I'm not as you know, I'm not I'm not trying to break news or like, people like we were just trying to get clicks. So you're just you got a new contract out of the deal. I I agreed to my contract before yeah, the the draft ever happened. It's that's just, preposterous. It it's stupidity. Um, Mine was more, and I called you about it. I was more excited. I was like, should I even talk about this? You're like, yeah, you got to go on and talk about it. So it was more excitement that the potential of Aaron Rodgers coming to the Denver Broncos than, than anything else. And I'm still excited about it. Um, and and there's there's no question that there's potential there. and And it may happen. One of the things I reported is, hey, man, these things could always fall through. They can always, they, they they can have a deal and it can break apart. You can have a kind of a deal that you think you're, 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 you know, you're dialed into. And then all of a sudden um, they said, well, wait, we want more. And then the deal can fall apart. Like that always happens. And I think ultimately the Green Bay Packers are looking at the situation going, oh shit. Like we got a kid that we moved up to draft in the first round in Jordan Love that, you no, know, By the way, we just looked at some film and he can't play. So, you know, or he's not ready to play. And I'm not saying that he'll never be ready to play, but certainly not right now. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot of things that, that derail potential deals. I did get, which is fascinating to me, I did get a lot of people on social media come after me that said, Brian Gundekunst. <laughs> Or whatever his name is, you got to be careful. Of that name, <laughs> uh Brian G. said he he didn't answer any phone calls. You know, there's nothing nothing to see here. Move along. And I'm like, like, there's nothing that goes on during the off season that isn't about lying to the general public. But this is the one time that general managers are going to be. They're they're telling the truth. See, he said he didn't talk to him. So, you know, I, I pointed out to people, I called the Broncos New Orleans game, where the Broncos were forced to play a game on Sunday without a quarterback. And it was fascinating to me, right? Because we knew it was going down an hour before the news broke to the general public. We knew that that was going to happen. And the narrative from the Broncos' side... Now, you got to understand that the, that the National Football League did everything in their power to move games. We had games on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, on Wednesdays, on Fridays. I mean, they moved games all over the place. But this is the one game you're not going to move and you're going to force a team to play without a quarterback. You want to talk about a decided disadvantage. And so then the narrative or the the spin that came from the broncos was hey really unfortunate incident you know the guys came in on a tuesday on their air quotes day off to study some extra film and they got a little lax and they took their masks off while they were eating and it's really unfortunate <laughs> are you excuse my french are you fucking kidding me <laughs> right right that's why the nfl made them play the game without a quarterback like you can't be this this you can't be that stupid. On top of that, the Broncos actually find the quarterbacks. So you're telling me it was an unfortunate mistake. They ate lunch without their masks on. Last time I checked, it's pretty impossible to eat mask lunch with a mask on. But they they let down their guard, right? Ugh, oh, young kids, you know it's a song. Young kids born in the backbeat, two hearts pound out a backbeat. <laughs> Uh, listen, like the narrative that you get from the teams, they just flat out, blatantly lie to you. So maybe the two GMs didn't talk, but people talk. There were back channel communications. Each side knew where the other side was. Sure. So yeah, lo- don't don't try to 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 deny all that. I, I guess the I guess the big question is, you know, for those of us who are thinking June first might be. We'll get some sort of resolution to this. I mean, I'm starting to feel he, he might still get dealt, but it it may not happen until late in the summer. It may not happen. I mean, the Packers may just slow pay, slow play this to the idea that, Hey, we're prepared to go into the start of training camp before we do anything with this. Here's the deal. And like, I've had a relationship and a friendship with Aaron Rodgers for 16 years since he was a rookie. Um, and I'm not saying that I, like, I'm not saying that I communicate with him all the time, but, you know, let's just say that we, suffice it to say that we have a relationship. And, and you know, I mean, that day, draft night, he started, he, we started DMing back and forth, you know, uh, direct messaging through through social media. So, um, anyhow, here's the deal. If you're going to repair this, you need to get it repaired, like, if you think that you're going to slow play it and and force his hand, this is a guy that doesn't talk to his family for whatever reason. Like, the, the wronged or you've wronged me or the perception of you've wronged me or whatever. Like, all right, I'm done with you. You're dead to me. We move on. So don't think that you already have an issue. And whether it's perceived or whether it's not a big deal on your behalf or not, it's a big deal on his behalf. That makes it a big deal. And, I mean, think about this, Mike. Like, here is a guy that... If you're going to work something out, you damn well better work it out right now. If it's a new contract and it's uh, a million apologies and what do we need to do to make this right, it better be right now. But some of the reports out there, they're they're willing to slow play this into You mm-hmm. think Aaron Rodgers is all of a sudden going to roll over and go, okay, I haven't spoken to my family for seven years, but you know what? I will roll over for you guys because you're going to force my hand. He'll tell you to piss off, and he'll go do Jeopardy for a year. So – You either need to fix it now or you need to be very, like, you need to trade him sooner than later. You know, you've you've brought this up a couple times, and I I hope this isn't, I mean, you know, listen, I I, I don't mind if there's a resolution and and both sides end up happy Mm -hmm. with each other, but I hope this isn't as simple as he just wants a new contract and a new contract makes all this go away. No. Because I've I've bought into the idea that this is a man of conviction. This man is a a man of principle. And that this is a guy who does feel legitimately wronged that, you know, they drafted his replacement and that, you know, they haven't drafted offensive players over the last 10 years, that this is a man who is taking a stand on principle. And I hope it's not just as simple as, hey, we'll work out a new contract – throw a few more million at you and now everyone's ha- we can buy your happiness no, back. No, no, this goes back, this goes back. There's several like if you go back through the timeline, there's several things that have happened here. And you know, it goes back it goes back a few years. Um but you know, in in just in recent, just in like just in the last year and a half. Let's I mean, let's go through the timeline. They tell they say that they cleared the moving up with, with to get Jordan Love. The the reports were there were there were reports out there that said basically that the organization cleared it with Aaron Rodgers. They talked about it. Aaron Rodgers knew nothing about it. I mean you could tell in his like you can tell how shocked he was. And then he he actually extends the olive branch and goes, look at man, this is this is hard for it's not Jordan Love's fault. Like I gotta like I've got to move beyond this, right? So like he he does that for the organization. So, there's that. Then, a year ago, or right after, maybe it was training camp or it was early in the season, he praises Jake Kumaro. Jake is a backup wide receiver, and they've got Devontae Adams, who's, you know, arguably one of the best receivers in football, and Aaron is developing this relationship with Jake Kumaro, and so he comes out and praises Jake Kumaro and says, man, this kid is like there's a connection between the two of us. This kid has potential to be really good. And um, I'm really excited about his development. The next day, the Packers cut him. The next day. Yeah, we don't want him. So here's a guy that gets praised by your quarterback. Your quarterback talks about how much he likes the kid. And you say, yeah, no, not us. Then, during the the, late in the season, he talked about the importance of, of his center, Lindsley. Is it Lindsley, Lindsay? What's the what's the guy who was? Cent- you just keep talking. I'll yeah. uh, c- confirm. So, that. it talked about the importance of re-signing him. He's one of the best one, one of the Corey Lindsley. I think it's Lindsley, but the, one of the best centers in all of football. Blah 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 blah. And how important he is, and how valuable an asset he is. And then uh, free agency, they don't resign him. He goes to he goes to the Chargers, I believe. Yeah, Corey Lindsley. Yeah, Corey Linsley. He goes to the Charges. So I mean, like, 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 you know, every time you walk, it's it's like every time you walk into your locker and somebody took a shit in there, right? Like we used to play this game when I was in college, where I would take a dump in a cup and hide it in somebody's room somewhere. <laughs> Good lord! You guys didn't do that game? No. You t- yeah, no, what? we didn't do that game. No, <laughs> right. I never even thought of that game. Or leave a floater in their toilet. Well, yeah, like- I've left floaters before, but actually, floaters you can flush. I mean, you literally pooped in a cup. Yeah, and hid it in like the it. bookcase where they would be studying it at night, right? You guys didn't do that. You know, I do have to give you credit because I've I've known you long enough to know. And folks, this is this is no lie. I I don't know. If there's a, a person alive on this planet who enjoys a good prank and puts more thought into pranks than you do, well, I mean, you are next level when it comes to your pranks. Think about I mean, I don't know if I'd call this a prank. It's pretty disgusting, but, you know, it I guess it still falls under the category of a prank. Well, But you're about, the best. Think, I mean, you are a Hall of Fame. Think about it. Where you sit down at night to do in your little dorm room, right, and you're going to study... And you got your bookshelf and everything's crowded. And behind a couple of the books, you just pull the books out a little bit. You put that cup of poo behind there. And and then you're sitting in there going, and you're looking at your roommate going, Quit farting! You're right. I'm, the guy's not farting. Like, he, I'm not farting. I'm not farting. You're farting. Maybe no. it's your laundry. I don't know. I and, got clean laundry. Right. What's the deal? And then you got to start. Die? Right. Then you got to start. You got to start snooping around and find. And then I can just imagine you finding the <laughs> cup of poo and going, I know exactly who did it. <laughs> right. And meanwhile, and you're just like. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm in. And I'm in my in my you know at my, at my apartment just giggling to myself. Like uh-huh. that's funny. I hit a cup of poo. <laughs> The scary thing is, is that somebody, probably more than one person's listening to this right now going, you know what? That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I once, you know. Listen, my only advice to anybody who wants to try it, it is a good prank. And, and you know what? The more you talk about it, it's, it's next level. But, you know, pick your spot. Don't do it at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's gotta be it's got yeah church. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Know know your place. Don't do it to your wife like that (laughs) would not. So you know how in the dorm rooms you had the (laughs) little tiny dorm rooms, right? And you had bunk beds, right? Yeah. And the top bunk is literally a couple feet away from the ceiling. Yeah. Now the ceiling is exactly what we've got in here in studio. It's one of these drop ceilings, right, with the little tiles. So you put you put a cup of poo you you open up the drop ceiling right you slide the cup of poo in there on the one th- and then you put the tile back down and you put it right over the guy's pillow right so you're going man it smells like shit in here and you don't know where it's coming from cuz it's in the ceiling It's uh-huh. like a foot above your nostrils. You've got me off track, and you do this all the time during our daily show, and I usually bring it back. But I gotta—I I have one more question. How Here. many times have you pulled off the poop in a cup hidden trick? Oh, just a couple of times. Just a couple of times. Just a couple. Of How'd times. you come up with it? Um, did you? I mean, is, is this a Mark Schlereth original, or did you? No, there was. The, did there, you get it from there, somebody? No, no, no. That, it was a, an original, but it was my my one of the the freshmen when one of the freshmen when I was in college uh, incoming freshman probably a year behind me or whatever um or two years behind me i made them you know that i had i'm a you know i'm a pooper right i mean yes. i got so i made them um where the cafeteria was in in the in the dorms uh, so the cafeteria there was it was uh, bora there was a couple of different bora hall and a couple of different halls so they had one of the first rooms on the first floor, right where the cafeteria was. It was literally a, you know, a twenty-step walk to the cafeteria from their dorm room, and because I am a very active pooper, um, I've always you, I've, yeah, I, you are again next level, right? Next level. I I you know it's like that military commercial. We do more before the Marines. We do more before nine a.m. than you do all day. I poop more before 9 a.m. than most people poop in a week. I agree. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. So I made them keep their – I say, you can't lock your door. This is going to be my – this could be my – like this is going to be a, a, a scheduled pooper area, right? And so one day I'm in there. I got to take a dump. I race in there, and I, I got like a cup of coffee in my hand or whatever. I go, hey, I got a great idea. <laughs> so it just – like so I – you know – I'm Pinched off a loaf in the cup, and then I hit oh it in the room. Oh God, you are! Then it became you're, a joke. It you're became a running joke. And yet I admire the hell out of you. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I, 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 you disgust me, and yet I'm in awe of you. <laughs> I, I think that's the only way I could put it. Yeah. You're you disgust me, but yet I'm in awe of you. You're welcome. Um, you know what else I'm in awe of? What's I'm in that? awe of the pull, the allure the draw that continues to be Tim Tebow. (laughs) You love it, don't you? No. no. It drives me crazy. Right. I mean, it drives me crazy because you can't tell me that a guy that has not played football since 2012 is coming back to the NFL, being given a chance to come back to the NFL, not as a quarterback, but at a position he's never played before. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that's a football move. Oh, no, it's not a football move. Well, it, then that, I don't know, that fundamentally bugs me. That something is being done that is such an obvious attention-grab, publicity stunt, a PR move, marketing ploy that's being sold as football. It's a sham. No, it, uh, It's a it's a sham. It's a fraud. It's... It's all of it. I got this. I got and yet this, people are lapping it up. Yeah, I got this a bunch yesterday. Was, well, I mean, he's never played tight end. Uh, like, can he block? Can he run Rouse? Can he run? And I'm like, well, he played quarterback for four years in the league. Can't throw. I mean, what the hell? Like, right? like it can't be any worse than him playing quarterback. Hey, listen. Uh, right now in the last two days, Jacksonville has gotten more offseason publicity more time on Sports Center, more time on the national talk shows than they have in the last ten years. So, hey, good on them. Do I think Tim Tebow is going to make it? Nope, I don't think he's going to make it. Do I? Why think... not? He's a winner, <laughs> right. and nobody works harder than Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, As I the get all bile that bile it... rises up in my throat. Right. I I get all that. You know, it's funny because in 2012, or I talked to several general managers that reach out to him. That, that basically gave him this same opportunity in 2012 to continue his career if he was willing to make the change and come to camp and compete for a job. And at that point, he wasn't. And so then it was baseball is my dream. You know, I want to always want to be a baseball player. So then he went and did that for however long he did that. Now he's back to the football thing, um, which is – like, hey, more power to him. I mean, the easiest thing would just be to sit out and continue to work at ESPN and make your million, whatever, but that's not going away either because he's Tim Tebow. So you're gonna have that that's gonna stay on the table. Um I you know, whatever. I like I said, Jacksonville's got more right now, more kind of national attention than they have had at any point, even after drafting, even after drafting Trevor Lawrence. Th- they didn't have this kind of buzz about them that they do right now. So is there? All right, let me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the devil's 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 Bezelblub advocate here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is is this perhaps genius on Urban Meyer's part? Hey, I got a, a a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, who's got nowhere to go but down. His expectations are so high. There's going to be so much attention paid to him. This helps take some of that glaring spotlight away from Trevor Lawrence. Tebow can be my, you know, deflector shield, if you will. And this is what he's, what his idea is. This is what his motivation is. Um, I, I'd like I maybe I guess I guess that I. I, I, I mean, what's Urban Myers? role in all this what's his motivation? urban myers tebow is like us. i've talked to urban meyer i mean urban urban worked at fox you know we would do the seminar i thought uh, urban tebow's like his son tebow's like a son to him so man. this he is loves. a legitimate hey tim i'm trying to give you a second act to your football career. sure if you and like, he takes it and you think urban meyer takes it seriously i think urban is going to give him an opportunity now if, if tim tebow can't play or can't adjust or can't, he'll get cut. Um, I don't know that you keep him on, I don't know that you even keep him on practice squad or whatever. I mean, I I just think he's given, he's given Tim Tebow a legitimate chance to, to try to, you know, like you said, have the second act. I don't think myself and most people think that he's going to, like that's gonna happen, but um, you know, I mean, it's interesting. I had talked to Sean Payton um in regards to Taysom Hill and how like a lot of people were saying this is what Tim Tebow could have been all right, right? Can, all right can Tim Tebow be Taysom Hill not a... <laughs> Sean Payton laughed <laughs> it was like Taysom Hill is a freaking superstar athlete and
1: Tim... Tebow isn't
0: no not like Taysom, Taysom He's Hill's all yoked a... up and Taysom Hill's a 4 you know 44840 four, Unbelievable fluidity of movement, can play F as a slot receiver, F as a backup tight end, he can play Y, he can play fullback, he can do it all runs down on kickoff and blows people up. He gives zero shits about that. Like Tim is not that Tim is not that caliber athlete. Not, not the, the fluidity of movement, the speed, the change of direction, Tim is not close to that of Taysom Hill. And that, and, and like, don't take my word for it. I mean, that was straight from the horse's mouth, the guy who was coaching him. So, but listen, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that that Tim couldn't be a tight end or couldn't be an H-back type of thing, a backup tight end, Um, you know, quote-unquote fullback. But I don't know, man. I don't know about, I just know this. You take a couple years off of, of, the act of hitting people, especially when you play quarterback and you haven't had to do it. There's a difference between running the ball and running somebody over and then being a fullback and taking on a linebacker who's trying to shorten your neck. Those are different skills. There's a different skill set there, right? Where you're not, hey, when you're running, you may try to lower your shoulder, but you're still trying to hit and bounce and avoid. When you're a fullback, it's about mano a mano and digging somebody out of the hole. It's a whole different skill set. And I just don't know... I know if I took a couple years off and came back and played, I don't know that I'm calloused enough. I'd be like, ooh, I don't really want to hit anybody anymore. Like, that's not really my thing anymore. Um, We'll see. We'll we'll see exactly what it becomes. All right. Uh, I'll tell you who is an athlete. Pure and simple. The guy is a freak. It's DK Metcalf. Oh, my gosh, right? you see what he did? So, for those who are not familiar – D- DK Metcalf is is a, is a has been a track athlete too his right. entire athletic life. Uh-huh. Um and so he competed against professional tracksters. Yeah. Sprinters. Yeah. And actually beat a couple. Yeah. Um and, and this for a guy who's what, two hundred and forty pounds or something yeah, like it's that? An off season. I guarantee he's ever bit at two thirty five at six foot four. And just yoked. He ran 10 3 three six in the hundred. You know, I got people going. He wouldn't even place seventh place in in the Texas high school. You know, hundred. Like, listen, man, you show me the Texas high school kid that's six four and two thirty five, and you know can and can play wide receiver in the NFL, and then get it, it hold his own. Yeah, like it. It's an it was an amazing accomplishment. I mean, you want to talk about, you remember that old Sesame Street thing? One of these things is not like the other, you know, can't like the difference between his body and the rest of those cats, you know, they're all 165 pounds, right? And here's this dude, just ginormous out there. He is a, he's an unbelievably gifted athlete, man. Just incredible. But it, but it also though, it, it may this, I, I know I'd say the, I'd stay away from Tebow, but, but. This is why the the people who are the best of the best at at these levels, to just say casually, well, this guy could step in and do this. No, you can't. I mean, the the best sprinters in the world are the best sprinters in the world for a reason. Yeah. And the best tight ends in football are the best tight ends in football. The best tight ends in college are the best tight ends in college for a reason. And to just casually say, well, you know, let's let this guy come in off the street Who hasn't played and think that he's going to be able to play tight end with the best or sprint with the best? I think is we make it we make it so much about you know oh isn't it cool that this guy's trying something different? I I think what we should talk about is how special it makes the people who are truly experts in that field right and are the best at the best and what makes them so freaking great at what they do right you know which which is funny it's a testament to um to dj Metcalf's athleticism that he can go he can he can walk away from what he's doing right now not that he walked away from football but right. walked away from that training in and, and, and being a football player and roll into a world- class event and hold his own without embarrassing himself how many of those world class sprinters could walk on an nfl Correct. football field and even no without pissing themselves right right yeah i mean it just it it just wouldn't happen and so it's it's a testament to his ability and what and like just his gift um but then still have those think that okay he was able to go in and not embarrass himself but the gap between being where he was at and being one of the elite is huge. Right. But I wonder, like you I wonder. Right, okay. Do you think if he committed to it? Just commit stepped away from football and just committed to being a track star. Right. Could he do it? I think he I think do I think he would be a, a gold medal Olympian? Probably not. Do I think he could make an Olympic team? Yes. Really? But again, it would be you can't be two thirty five. No, you'd have to get you know. You'd have to yeah. you'd have to get yourself down to you know two hundred pounds, two hundred and f- whatever. I, I mean, I don't know that world enough to know, but the fact that you can, the fact that, and I don't know how long you trained, but the fact that you can sit, you can sit back at two thirty five and run a, a, a ten three hundred meter, like would tell me that. If that's what you dedicated your life to, could you break 10? Absolutely. If you break 10, does that put you in world-class, world-class Olympiad? Absolutely. I think, you know, isn't it like nine-nine? You're probably gonna hear from a lot of college sprinters who are gonna be like, you know, stink, you don't understand the razor-thin margin between being great and being just another guy. Right. No, I. Just I, I mean, I. Under, I understand that, but I'm not saying you're going to go win the Olympics. But could you, if there's, I mean, how many, how many hundred meter sprinters make an, an Olympic team? Are there three or four? Yeah, there's not many. No. Could no. you be one of those handful? I don't know. A lot of great track. <laughs> okay, may, maybe the not. Okay, so. Yeah, you maybe not. Maybe maybe you don't. But there's no question you're in the competition these were eighteen of the best sprinters in in, yeah. in the world has to offer, yeah. and he and he didn't and he wasn't last. No, he was like fifteenth of eighteen. Right? No, he's a, he's remarkable. So, I you know I just think it, I just think it's it's remarkable to be that good at at two separate things because he's a he's a phenomenal he's an absolute beast as a receiver. So pretty pretty cool. Um, obviously, incredibly gifted. Um, Just goes to show you, you know, when offensive linemen start to, you know, start putting, having kids. (laughs) I was trying to say that carefully about their genes. Uh No easy way to, you know, (laughs) seed planting. Uh, Oh, jeez. I think I'd rather you talk about pooping in a cup yeah i mean but uh, you know i mean his dad played in the nfl his dad was an offensive lineman in the nfl i mean hey genetics are a wonderful thing that's what that's what i was i was the seed i was looking for genetics oh genetics yeah yeah, it, well, gen- genetics is a wonderful, your, wonderful thing. Yeah, passing your genetics yeah. down. You all you had to do I, was say passing your genetics. Lies. I was. Tr- you didn't that's have what to I- start talking about planting seed and everything well, like, like that. I was. That's what I was trying to like come up with genetics, but I couldn't yeah. think of the word. So like, it was the seed was the thing that. You know, I mean, we don't need to start making this about. Right. You know, just. Pass along your genetics. Yeah, that's what that's I meant. Pass, Pass along. along your DNA. That's yeah. all. Can I get canceled for saying that? No. <laughs> I can't. Is that wrong? Does it... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to talk about seed planting. Just talk about genetics. Right. having babies. Like, having are babies, you, right. Having... It's, you know... But you're not having the baby. Your wife is having the baby. Yeah, but you're... And sure, her genetics had a lot... I'm sure had a lot to... I don't know anything about her, but right. her genetics had to have a lot to sure. do with it. That it's dude just... is... Passing it, along genetics, that's yeah, all. That dude is that dude is an absolute He's muscle a, pig, yeah. man. Man, if I was him, I'd just walk around with my shirt off all the time. Hell, if I was you, I'd walk around with my shirt off all the time. You should walk around with your shirt no, off. No, I can't walk around with my shirt off. That's a good point. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> Let me think. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh man, you're such a dick. All <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, on that I, I, on that note. Yes, on yes. that note. Right. We move on from pooping in a cup and seed planting. Right. <laughs> to just being done. Just being done. And I think we're just <laughs> I think right now we're just I done. Think we're just done. All right. For everybody involved <laughs> in the Sink Truth podcast for Mike myself, for Scott, for Millennial Ben, and the great folks over at Superbook. Thank you so much for listening. Um check them out superbook.com and uh we'll be back with you next week.